You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to bring it home. That's right. The home stretch here on Silver and Black today, the Thursday mailbag edition of the show. Thanks for being with us. My partner is Mo Moten. He is a national NFL writer at Bleacher Report. You can catch his Raiders content as well up on sportsnot.com, and you can follow him on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. By the way, in his C.J. Stroud story, you can see linked below on the podcast or on the YouTube video, uh, check out the the uh, Bleacher Report live show as well that Mo did. It was excellent, and I recommend it. And it's linked right there in his story. So go ahead and do that. Um, and and we're trying to keep him in control. The ego, you know, we're we're trying. But no, Mo's a humble guy. We never have to worry about that. Uh, and follow me on Twitter as well, LV Gully. Also SNB today, where you can follow the show. And we appreciate all the interaction there. All right, let's jump right back into these questions. Uh, here's one. It says, hey, Scott, I have a couple questions for you. What type of franchise tag do you think Josh Jacobs will receive? And number two, under the non-exclusive franchise tag, which team do you see going after Josh Jacobs, if any, and why? That, of course, is from our good friend on Twitter, and that is at Rico underscore Bravo. It's Rico Bravo. Rico Bravo. All right. I love it. Now, Mo, we talked about this on yesterday's show a little bit. Uh, he would get the non-exclusive franchise tag. Do you believe? Yeah, he would definitely get the non-exclusive franchise tag because if you get if you get the no, I think but he get the he gets the exclusive, the exclusive excuse franchise, me franchise yes. tag. Because right. if he gets the non-exclusive franchise tag, he's allowed to negotiate with other teams. Other teams. And then a team can offer him a contract, and if the Rays don't match that contract, then that, then the Rays would get two first round picks. Right. Now that's not gonna happen because no one's gonna give you two first round picks for a running back. No matter how good the running back right. is. You're not getting two first-round picks for running back. Right. They, running backs simply don't have that value. But this is also a good question because I actually put out a piece. Uh, I'm actually going to have a piece go out on Friday about running backs not getting what they may expect to get on the open market. But to answer the emailer's question, a team that I think would be interested in the Josh Jacobs, two teams actually, if he hits the Frazier market, the Buffalo Bills – because mm-hmm. Devin Singletary is on an expiring deal. He's not, he's not an explosive running back, doesn't give you the big runs. And they've been trying to replace him. They drafted James Cook last offseason in the second round, so they're ready to move on from Devin Singletary. They need the lead back to take some pressure off of Josh Allen, so he's not running the ball a lot as a quarterback and taking a bunch of hits. 
The other team that would be interested in Josh Jacobs, if he would hit the open market, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los mm-hmm. Angeles Chargers, if you watch that playoff game with the Jacksonville Jaguars, had they had a consistent ball carrier who can milk the clock on the ground, they would have probably beaten the Jacksonville Jaguars. But they've, they've been running, they've been throwing the ball with Justin Herbert, putting a lot on his arm. They've been trying to find that bruising running back. They, they drafted Isaiah Spiller, I believe, out of Texas A&M. And he hasn't panned out into much. Now, Austin Eck was pretty good, but he's not an in-between-the-tackles runner. He's more of a pass catcher at the backfield. Now, he can he close on the goal line because he's pretty, you know, lower body. Got those calf muscles like a Nick Chubb, like Saquon Barkley. <laughs> but he's not a guy that you're going to hand off to 20 to 25 times. Josh Jacobs is that type of ball carrier. And I think, again, if he were to hit the open market, the Chargers would be on that. Chargers. And and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. You might think I'm crazy because of the cost, but the Chiefs. Just saying, just saying. Can you imagine the Chiefs' offense with Josh Jacobs? Woof, that would add a whole different dimension. Nothing against obviously Pacheco, the seventh rounder, but he's no Josh Jacobs. So, and Josh Jacobs has shown, especially this past year too, out of the passing game, how well he can do there too. He's improved his game significantly there as well. So, all right, thank you, Rico Bravo. That's at Rico underscore Bravo on Twitter for your question. All right, moving on. Now we go all the way to Champaign, Illinois. This is our first, I think, question. We used to get some questions out of Chicago, but this is our first one out of the home of the University of Illinois. It says, hey, guys, did you see the reports out of New York where the Jets told Derek Carr he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer? They can't possibly believe that. Can they? (laughs) I like Derek Carr and think he's a good man, but you don't go into year 10 with a losing record and make the Hall of Fame. Thanks and appreciate your show again. That's Dan in Champaign, Illinois. I made a point about this yesterday on Twitter. Mo, I'll let you take it first. Uh, but I think this is a good example of something we talked about yesterday. For, as of today, there are two people or two entities that think Derek Carr could be a Hall of Famer. And that's Jets, Jets Team Brass and Colin Cowherd. Because th- those are the only <laughs> those are f- the only sources I've heard to say. Well, no, Derek and the Carr, Carr family. Be, the Carr family, the Carr David family, Carr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Outside of his family, those are the only two sources I'm I'm hearing that Derek Carr could be a Hall of Famer. Now, let's let's be honest here. Whether you're a Derek Carr supporter or hater, mm-hmm. Derek Carr has got to win multiple Super Bowls to even be in the conversation. Now, I get even. it. He's thrown for a whole bunch of yards. He has Raiders franchise records. I get that. Mm-hmm. But you got to win. Part right. of part of being in the Hall of Fame is you you have to either do something that you that tells an NFL story. And I know I get Eli Manning. It wasn't the best winner in the regular season, but he beat an undefeated Patriots team that goes down in history. And he beat them twice. He has two Super Bowl rings. So again, Derek Carr, first of all, he has to start winning more games. I know he didn't do a lot of that with the Raiders and that's not all his fault, but wherever he goes, if he wants to be on a, on a hall of fame trajectory, the wins have to start pouring in and he has to have, at, to me, in my opinion, at least two rings or one ring and do something that's absolutely going down in history books, beating an undefeated team or hat throw for 6,000 yards. It has to be something special that he does. Right. And you said a, a good, a great NFL story. And, and I saw some people inexplicably saying, well, if Marino, he never won. <laughs> Comparing Derek Carr to Marino. Again, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. He's not Dan Marino. Another one, Dan Fouts. He's not Dan Fouts. 
Those guys are both Hall of Famers. Yes, they both did not win Super Bowls. They both went deep in the playoffs several times, and they rewrote the record books uh, at the time as well. So different story. Again, that does not mean that Derek Carr can't excel and put together the back half, the back nine of his career if he goes to New York or wherever he goes and have a good time. But, man, this is exactly what I called it out yesterday to be, Mo. This is an agent-placed story. This is Derek Carr's PR machine creating buzz to make him look as good as possible. I got no hate for that. I get it. It's laughable, the Hall of Fame thing, but people are reporting and talking about it. ESPN talk about it. I don't blame the reporter for talking about it. They got it from somebody. Agents place a lot of these stories, and this one, I guarantee you, was an agent place story. Can I say something about the whole Dan Marino thing? Dan Marino <laughs> led the league three yeah. times in touchdown passes. He led the league four three. times in passing yards. He three-time All-Pro. Derek Carr doesn't even have an All-Pro season on his resume. Right. And and Dan Marino was thrown for 5,000 yards before the rules got relaxed for the offenses. This is Correct. before it became a lot easier to throw for 5,000 yards. Dan Marino threw for 5,000, I believe, 1984, before I was even born. <laughs> Derek Carr hasn't thrown for 30 plus touchdowns. I was in high in school, by the way. And how long? I was in high I school. I mean, come on. Like, you just you can't you can't throw out the Dan Marino comparison and be taken seriously. I, no, I don't know who threw and, that out there. Whoever did that, please yeah. look at the numbers. I, I already okay. muted them because I just there's some things I people sometimes make mistakes and I'm cool with that. There's people I've blocked that I've unblocked because they were they were jerks and then they kind of you know relented and they're good. So I don't because I usually don't block people. I just mute them because if you're if you're gonna say something so out of whack. I'm just not going to listen. I'm not going to hate you for it, or I'm not going to block you. I'm just not going to listen. And so, uh, yeah, that person, Dan Marino comparison, no, not going to work for me. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> but, but Dan, that's the answer to the question. That was the agent or his brother placing that story. Hey, you know, when he was in New York, uh, you know what they told him? They told him he could be a first-team Hall of Famer if he comes here and wins. Well, yeah, of course. They're going to tell you that. They're fluffing everything out. I mean, they're... They're trying to get you to sign with them or at least to feel good about it if they decide to offer you a contract. So it happens all the time. A lot of the stories you see from insiders or that come from unnamed sources are from the agents. If you talk to an agent off the record, they'll tell you this all the time. They love the media, uh, especially when it comes to a scoop. So there you go. Dan, hope that answered your question. All right. Go ahead. You got another one. Any Listen, you. you're ready to go. You're ready to roll. Go. That, that just kind of – I just – <laughs> the damn Marino thing just uh, I, I'm not gonna go off you on it. You can't get over it now. I can't get over that because oh, like man. people like comparing apples to oranges on social media. And like I said, and like you said, I get Dan Marino doesn't have any Super Bowl rings, but he's in the Hall of Fame. But look at the numbers he was putting up. You sure. As as, as I said, when's the last time Derek Carr has thrown for, for more than 30 touchdowns in a single season? I believe he's only done it once in his career so far. Yeah. Dan Marino was thrown for what 48 touchdowns in a season 30 years ago, 30, 40 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come I mean, on, it's man. it it's it's one of those deals where you look at that and you think, guys, come on. I mean, like the play. I got no problem. There's huge Derek Carr fans, and good. I got no yeah. problem with that. But don't start comparing people who don't have any business com being compared to one another. Uh, and I and I like Carr. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's the funny. No. People call me a car lover. You're 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 a car supporter. You support. You're so pro car. And it's not that. It's just sometimes I see certain comments that are 
in in favor of car that are ridiculous and then i see some comments that are against car that are ridiculous and i rail against both sides yeah yeah because we've watched car for nine years we know what he is yeah and i know i know i know those those the 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 folks out there who who still want to uh assert that i'm a chargers fan i'll use this against me but even dan fouts you're talking about dan fouts at the time he retired was one of only three players to ever hit 40,000 yards passing, okay? At that time, you're talking about the eight, the 70s into the 80s. So you, you look at those numbers, you have to put them in the scope of their era. Marino's a whole different story. He's on the path, on the pantheon of great quarterbacks uh, above so many, up there with Brady and those guys, even though he never won a championship. So yeah, so the comparisons, just make appropriate comparisons, would you? All right, there you go. You done, Mo? You good? Got me fired up with the Dan Marino comment. <laughs> All right, we move on. Our last question of our mailbag show for the week comes from a guy who calls himself Badass Raider. I don't know if that's a Twitter handle. I, I tried to look it up. I didn't see it anywhere. He just considers himself a badass Raider. So there you go. It says, Scott, how can you say the Raiders have no chance at the Super Bowl? Yeah, this was yesterday. Uh-oh. You probably saw the promo video. It was it was re, <laughs> it was retweeted by our Odyssey network. Um, it said, "Should fans go into the season thinking they have no chance?" I'm a Raider Nation for life, and always think we have a chance. Look at the Eagles from last year again, badass Raider. So a couple things. And Mo backed me up on this yesterday. I know he will today, unless he wants to throw me into the bus. But otherwise, two things. No, you don't have a chance at the Super Bowl. Sorry, you just don't. Don't. Okay. Do you have a chance at the playoffs? Yes. Do you have a chance to be a better team? Yes. Now, do I think you should go into the season thinking you have no chance? No. My job is not to be a fan. You're the fan. So you fan, and I'm going to tell you as a fan, you shouldn't expect, and they're not going to make the Super Bowl. So you can say you're wrong, and I'd say, okay, cool. I'm wrong. Let's bet on it. I had a guy on Twitter yesterday want to bet me. I said, okay, let's bet money. And he said, well, let's see what they do in the offseason. I'm like, oh, okay. We'll see what happens there. But anyway, the other point was, and this is the second person who said this to me in the last two days, look at the Eagles. The Eagles were 9-8 and eight last year. They had a defense. They were beset by injuries, by the way, last year. And then they What's go out the and win four. Yeah, and they went to the playoffs. And this year they go. They win 14. You cannot compare a 9-8 and eight team to a 6-11 and 11 team that had no defense. And so, again... I'm not saying the Raiders won't make progress. I'm not even saying the Raiders won't make the playoffs. I'm going to wait, too, to see what they do at quarterback on defense because they could go from 6-11 and 11 to 10-7 and seven easily. I could see that happen easily. Or maybe even 11 wins, depending on what they do. But they're not going to beat out the top four teams in the AFC. Just not going to do it. Here's what I'll say. Yes, the Eagles' comparison is off because the Eagles went 9-8 and eight wins before they – made the Super Bowl run this past season. So can't really compare. And the Eagles had the same quarterback from the previous season. The Raiders are right. changing quarterbacks. There's more there's more moving parts with the Raiders than the Eagles had. The Eagles had some continuity. Now they brought in a bunch of players, but again, they had a stable quarterback. They had a state they had a stable offensive system, so to speak, going from 2021 to 2022. But here's what I'll say about the whole Super Bowl thing. As a fan, right, and I'm remembering my years as a Raider fan. Regardless of what the roster looks like, you're hoping for the best. So sure. every year you should go into the season thinking you have a chance to win the Super Bowl as a fan. Right. But as you said, we're we're talking into these mics. We're not talking as fans. We're talking as 
what could happen? What is a realistic possibility? What's the most realistic possibility? So if you ask any fan, okay, you should root for anything can happen, which is true. Anything can happen. <laughs> you expect to win every year going into the year. But if you had to bet your mortgage, if you had to bet your paycheck, if you had to bet a year's salary, would you bet on the Raiders winning a Super Bowl? <laughs> and if the answer is no, that's all we're telling you is that the, the realistic chances of the, the realistic chances of the Raiders getting to the Super Bowl are very, very slight. Point, you know, one percent or wherever you want to say it is. That's all we're saying. We're, we're not. I'm not. At least I'm. I can't speak for Scott. I'm not saying anything is impossible, but what I'm saying is okay. the chances of the Raiders making the Super Bowl very, 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 very minuscule. I mean, anything's possible, Mo. Listen, I could win the lottery tomorrow. Rihanna could come out and say that it's your baby. I mean, anything can happen. Doesn't yeah. mean it's going to happen or right. that that it should happen. We, we're Again, we're think of it as... We're the IRS. We're the auditors. Uh -oh. We're just telling you, like, look, all right, this is the realistic possibility of your earnings for the year. I know what you gave us. I know what you submitted to us, you know, for your yearly earnings. But this is what we came up with when we did some research and some digging. Yeah. And this is what I think you are as as an earner this this past year. And that's all right. we're doing is is again giving you the most realistic point of view. If you if you know if as a fan as a fan. Expect a Super Bowl, but we're just telling you, don't be disappointed if it's not a Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm telling you it's not going to happen. You can tell them that. Don't be disappointed. But but I will tell you, we all need that friend, that person who will always be honest with us or that significant other. Like in my case, my wife, we've been married 26 years, okay? This was a couple weekends ago. I was really tired, had a long week. Woke up on Saturday. I'm sitting on the couch, and she comes down, and she looks at me with this real loving, endearing look. And she says, you look like hell. <laughs> right. And that's what we need. We all need people to be on it. We need the people who care most about us. They're not trying to be mean. They're just, just giving you the dose of the truth. And that's what Mo and I look, we're not going to sit up here and, and do all kinds of flashy headlines to get you to click to watch the video and tell you a bunch of things that we know are never going to happen. Right. Which you can see from other content creators. We don't do that. We respect you too much. We do. We respect our listeners. That's the difference between our show, I think, and a lot of shows. And, and that sometimes means you're going to be mad at us. And that's okay, too, uh, because we understand that you're not always going to agree, and we're cool with that. In fact, we don't want you to agree with us all the time, because we sometimes get readers, especially on this show, Mo. We get the mail sometimes. People really give us good points of view that we hadn't thought of. All right. I, not to drag out this mailbag. Show. Are you going to talk I, about I, Dan Marino again? <laughs> no, I'm not going to go back to Dan Marino, but I, I will say this for anyone listening to me out there. Would you take us seriously? If I, if Scott and I got up here and said, the Raiders are going 17 and no, they're not losing any games <laughs> and they're going to win the Super Bowl. If we just got up here and said that every show, the Raiders are the best team in the league, even though they went six and 11, they are the best team in the league. They're going to go undefeated this year. They're going to have two wide receivers that go over 1500 yards they're going to get a Hall of Fame quarterback no matter who they sign, and all the signings that they make at free agency are going to be great. Would you take us seriously <laughs> if we got up here every show and said that every year, regardless yeah. of what the Raiders did the previous year? Right. Probably not. If we said that, we'd be probably running for office and probably win uh, because that seems to be the style of the day is to just tell people a bunch of lies that you can't fulfill. 
but nonetheless, that's that's me. That's the skeptical look I have on certain things in in the world at this time. But yeah, I mean, listen, uh, badass raider, I I I get what you're saying. I'm not telling you not to be excited, especially. Hey, I'll get excited even covering the team if they make some really great moves and exciting moves, including the one Mo wrote about in his piece that you have to go read on Bleacher Report right now about CJ Stroud. So to me, that's that's the difference there. But we certainly appreciate your question, and we'll see what happens. Uh, and and what's going on? By the way, Mo, uh, as we close out the show here, I know it's not necessarily Raiders related, but have you watched? Have you watched the XFL? I didn't watch the XFL, but I saw a lot of positive comments about it over the past weekend. I, I did not. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't take one look at the XFL. It's interesting because f- covering the NFL and doing what we do. Um, you know, I love football. I love, I hate when the football season's over and you don't get to see the action on the field. So, but at the same time, I kind of like the break from it, right? So I did turn on a couple of the games and just watch them. And they definitely, the some of the rule, it's just like it was last year with the USFL, which is coming back in the spring as well. Um, the the rules, the kickoff, some of the things that they do, the, the transparency. And this is where, and I know the NFL will never do it. Again, I'm skeptical. But the transparency with the XFL, just like the USFL did with the Sky Judge, is this idea you get to go into the room where they're evaluating a replay and you hear them debate and talk about why they make the decision they make. To me, that is awesome for the game. I hope, and again, not not hopeful, that the NFL would do something like that because it would, it would, it would, a fans would feel so much more, I think, included and better about the state of officiating in the NFL if you could understand why they made the decision. Instead of having one of these older guys who's retired, you know, Dean Blandino, these guys who who are on the NFL side of it when they're doing NFL, and they just tell you what they think versus hearing from the guy who made the decision. Uh, but to me, that really stuck out. I really enjoyed it, and getting that inside look at how they decide on replays was pretty cool. You know, the NFL is not going to own up to accountability. They don't want that accountability because no. if fans can, can hear and see what the del- del- deliberation is before the call is made. Yeah. And they can kind of pick apart the conversation and one guy could be singled out or one woman could be singled out as, oh, this person doesn't know the rules. This person doesn't know what they're talking about. I don't think they want that scrutiny on their product. While, right. while the XFL is just trying to make ways. So they're going to do things differently. Yeah to get those fans who are frustrated with the NFL to kind of watch the XFL and say, Hey, maybe the XFL isn't so bad. So I kudos to the XFL for including that transparency. Yes. Uh, our, our good friend, uh, was on the show earlier uh, this season, Marquette King back playing with the Houston Renegades. So it's good to see him back to football. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to him, see if we can get him back on the show, see how he's liking that as well. Uh, but good to see there's some, there's some X Raiders that are, are playing in the XFL. And I know there's some, probably some, as well in the USFL. All right, my friend, we are done for this mailbag show, which means we will be back with you next week. Make sure you follow Mo on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. Check out his stuff on Bleach Report and on sportsnot.com. Mo, what else uh, you got? Uh, any parting words for Raider Nation as they wait? They just wait for things to happen. Well, I have that piece coming out on Friday on running backs, and I'll explain why I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to make $16 million a year. I think I, th- I think I said this on a previous show that he's going to fall between 14 and 15 million if if he doesn't play out the season on the franchise tag. The other thing is I want to say in regards to this show, if you're hearing me out there, I, I'm going to go on record and say I'm not ruling the Raiders out as a potential playoff team. No, my all I'm saying team. is 
All I'm saying is Super Bowl is a reach. You got to walk before you can run. The Raiders have to get it. Let, let's let's see the Raiders get another winning record before we start uh, yeah. making Super Bowl premonitions about this football team. But as I wrote in an article uh, a few weeks ago, there were four teams that went from last place in their division to a playoff spot. Sure. And I think the Raiders, even though they didn't finish last in the division, they could be a team that can move up. But it's going to take a good draft. And a good crop of freight is coming in for that to happen. That's all on Dave Ziegler and his guys. Yeah, and I can see them not only make going from from next to last, almost last in the division, to a playoff team, and even winning a playoff game with C.J. Stroud under center. Oh. Josh Jacobs that, back there on his on his franchise tag deal, and a lot of good defensive picks and some key free agent acquisitions. I could see that, man. I can really see it. Let's call C.J. Stroud the offensive uh, rookie of the year. Scott, I'm going to tell you now, fans, if you're listening to me out there, if the Raiders trade for Mac Jones or they trade up oh. for CJ Stroud, I am going to be insufferable on this show. You, you are be. going to hear from me. If either of those guys are the starting quarterback for the yes. Las Vegas Raiders in 2023, you are going to hear it from me for at least 55 <laughs> consecutive shows about I told oh. you so. We'll be we'll be the CJ Stroud hour. We will go nuts on it because we we both have been on that train and think it would be a good deal. Now, the hard part's going to be actually going to get him because a lot of people are going to want him. It's not going to be just the Raiders. So we'll do it. All right, my man. Well, listen, we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right. We guys uh, want to thank you guys for being with us. Remember, if you don't already subscribe to the podcast, do so. Even if you watch us on YouTube, which a lot of you do, make sure you go get the audio version too. That way, if you're on the way to work, you're riding the bus, you're on the train, you're in the car, get lots of pictures of people playing us on their car systems, which is really cool. Make sure you subscribe, put on the auto downloads. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscription button, but also very key, hit the notifications bell so you know when a new video is ready to go and viewing so you can jump into the chat with me and the rest of the crazies in there talking Raiders football. For our producer, David Stepanian, for my co-host Momotin, I am Scott Branson. This has been another edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Take care, everybody.